to be on a bleak battlefield in the middle of Tennessee. His cheekbones were especially prominent, and she wished she had some of the beef tea she'd made for the men last evening, as she did nearly every night. No matter that she watered it down to stretch as far as possible, the men always made quick work of it. We ain't tasted nothing this good in months, they'd say, draining their cups. She'd always enjoyed cooking, but seeing her patients eat, even that little bit, did her heart good, in ways she couldn't have imagined before serving injured and dying men. She shifted her weight, and the soldier's grip tightened. He grimaced and clenched his jaw, moaning, as though determined not to cry out like the others. Empty bottles of laudanum on a nearby table caught her eye. She wished she had something to give him, but the last of the pain medication, including the morphine, chloroform, and ether, had been administered that morning, prior to them learning that the expected shipment of medical supplies wouldn't be arriving, thanks to the Federal Army. She could make sense of the interception of ammunition and currency, or even provisions, but medical supplies? Even war should have certain rules. Cannon fire thundered in the distance, and an icy wind knifed the canvassed confines of the hospital tent. The moans and cries of the wounded and dying rent the air, and Eleanor shivered against the chill of it all. Though it was absurd, she was certain she could feel the earth groaning, straining beneath her feet, wondering, as she did, how much longer this insanity could continue. Surely this was what hell was like. And yet, as she thought of the dark calamity of madness occurring just over the hill, she knew she'd only seen the outskirts of hell in these tents. How had she lived for twenty-six years without realizing how precious and fragile life was, and how tenuous its peace? She'd never considered whether she'd squandered her life to that point— But when contrasting the experiences of her whole life with what she'd seen and done in recent months, squandered seemed a painfully appropriate term. Her focus moved down the row of soldiers lining both sides of the tent. How many more would die before the two sides determined enough blood had been spilled? When she'd first read the advertisement in the Murfreesboro newspaper soliciting plain-looking women between the ages of 35 and 50 to volunteer in field hospitals and surgical tents, she'd wondered whether her age would prevent them from accepting her. But with the need for volunteers so great, and the first requirement met without a doubt, she'd quickly been accepted. The only other point that had drawn a raised brow from her was the line, no specialized medical training or experience required. But it hadn't taken her long to understand why, and to realize that she'd grossly underestimated the task for which she'd volunteered. She'd only known that after seeing her brother enlist along with most of her male relatives and friends, she couldn't sit at home and do nothing— especially with their aging father championing the Confederacy as he did. She briefly closed her eyes, fatigue and worry joining forces. With stinging clarity, 
She imagined her younger brother lying somewhere on a battlefield, wounded, cold, and alone, the precious lifeblood pouring out of him, and a chill stole through her. If anything happened to Teddy, she didn't know how she would bear it, or how their father would hold up beneath the weight of such a loss. Though he possessed the physical strength of a man half his age, and at six foot four, only five inches taller than she, still stood ramrod straight. Her father's mind was slipping. Her mother's passing, nearly a decade ago, God rest her soul, had been especially difficult for him. He'd endured a long period of grief, mourning her passing. But in the past few months, Eleanor had noticed a marked change in his memory and in his ability to recall recent details. A sudden...